What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We made this. Engage! Tea Earl Grey hot. There are times, sir, when men of good conscience cannot blindly follow orders. What we leave behind is not as important as how we live. I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Make it so. Welcome back everyone to Make It So, a Star Trek Picard podcast talking about the brand new show on CBS All Access and Amazon Prime for the We Made This podcast network. I'm your host, Tony Black, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Kurt North. How are you doing, Kurt? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Nice to be back on the comic scene, the final one. Yeah, and we're we're uh, post the first episode of Star Trek Picard yeah. as we discuss the third and final issue of the Countdown prequel comic from IDW Publishing, and I get the feeling that this was meant to come out earlier than it has, Kurt. I don't know about you. Yeah, I thought... The the way that they were saying, I think it must be, it must have been artwork or something, because there isn't anything that really stops them from releasing it beforehand. There's a perception on the Children children of Mars, sorry, and uh, the events on Mars that, that have quite good ramifications here. But other than that, there's not really anything that couldn't that couldn't have been released. Really, I don't. It must have been it must have been some sort of publishing problem. I would have thought because it it does seem like it was all prime. Because even at the end of the comic, it says you know coming on twenty third of January. So right, exactly that that was, and that's particularly what made me think. Ah, yeah, this this has been delayed a little bit. I think I think the initial plan was to get that out on the possibly the day before yeah. Picard's premiere, like the twenty second, because they they always release on Wednesdays comics at um comics generally but yeah. idw do so it's 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 weird though i mean we talked we, we discussed this a little bit on remembrance but it's weird the way it's sort of worked out because if you go into remembrance and you watch the that and then either you come to the comics afterwards or you come to issue three afterwards it sort of adds a different complexion onto some of the things in remembrance and we'll we'll get into this yeah. and we hinted at it in that podcast so in a weird way, it could be fortuitous for this discussion, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had we had th- this discussion before watching the first episode, who knows? But it's we've got some interesting things to chew on here. We have. Um, but firstly, I will say, uh, as this is being recorded after we put out our episode on Remembrance, thank you to everyone who has listened. It's done really well. We're very pleased with the amount of interaction we've had, the amount of downloads and everything like that. So please do um, keep letting us know. Uh, what you think and i'm even gonna thank a couple of people who've left reviews on apple podcasts um for us which is uh which is fantastic we really appreciate that giving us a five star rating uh, and review uh, i'd like to thank bw desmo for 
saying that these guys these guys love for, these guys love for Trek in general and Picard as a character shines through the pod can't recommend it enough so thank you very much and uh, well it could be worse she's a damn good uh, <laughs> username <laughs> must be doing something right <laughs> yeah for their comment which said I'm not a Star Trek person I haven't seen any of the classic Star Trek shows not even one episode of the next generation however I quite like Star Trek Discovery and decided to give Picard a go I loved the first episode properly loved it couldn't stop thinking about it, so I decided to download a few podcasts to see what discussions were being had. Make It So is the best podcast I have heard on the pilot episode. The hosts are cogent, funny, and straightforward. As I said to you a minute ago, Kurt, I don't know who they are, but I, I appreciate know. the compliment. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> go and investigate those um, hosts. <laughs> yeah, and while I didn't get all their references, I did appreciate their attempt to explain most of the episode to neophytes like myself. I cannot wait for the next episode of Picard, and right after it, I'll be listening to the next episode of make it so how lovely yeah. thank you very much for that comment that that's the kind that's of thing that gives yeah gives us a little boost and keeps it going for us really and and, and it's understood as well we'll we, we are we are conscious that there is people who might not uh like like that person there that we we will try into a to, to avoid you know confusing people as much as we can really yeah i mean you, you and i have a pretty good knowledge of trek law i think but we don't know everything and there's there's quite a few things that we'll be going mm, i'm not sure about that i'll have to check that date but we'll try and present extra little facts and commentary as, as clearly as we can, really, for everybody, you know, because that's the whole thing of Star Trek, isn't it? It's being inclusive. Even if you've if you've watched every episode, of the 900 episodes, whatever it is, five times in your life, or you've never watched one, we just want you to enjoy it. So, so yeah, thank you guys for those comments. That's really sweet and really nice. And uh, thank you to anyone who's listened either way. Um, so keep keep doing so we're going to be back very soon uh, as we'll talk about at the end for the second episode of picard but today we're, we're finishing off the comics anyway so this is the third episode uh, third issue of the countdown comic written by uh, mike johnson and kirsten Bayer, who obviously is one of the co-writers and producers on picard and where we left it last time the general story was that admiral picard in the year 2385 or 86 so a good 15 years before, near enough before the events of Star Trek Picard, was helping to evacuate Romulan colony worlds on a ship called the USS Verity with various different crew members to help Romulan civilization before the Hoba supernova impacts, which is incoming. Ah, co- and- correction, correction. It's something I've been meaning to mention. It's now the Romulan sun, because just to explain this, that in the Star yeah. Trek 2009 countdown comic... It was the Holber Star, which is a neighbouring system, and it's something about the. I didn't. I didn't read that comic, but it was something about the supernova was really weird that it turned mass into energy, and it affected Romulan, uh, the Romulan system. But this is they're saying here that it's the Romulan Star, not the Holber Star. Just is is the Hobus referenced in the Star Trek movie two thousand nine? Can you remember <laughs> if the word Hobus is used uh, by uh, not not without going back to it. I know, it, it, and I know they mention it in online. I'm mm. pretty sure that this mentioned online on Star Trek Online, the computer game, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. See, I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, 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 either either whether it's mentioned actually the Hoba supernova in Star Trek 09 or not, I don't blame them for changing it to the Romulan Sun yeah. because it's much easier to sort of explain why Romulus was destroyed as opposed to going the Hoba supernova and everyone yeah. goes, well, what's Hoba's mean? <laughs> yeah. Where's that? What's that? Yeah. You know, I get that. I completely get the logic there. So 
that's true, actually. They haven't referenced Hobas in these comics, so I should really correct myself there. That's true. Because I think they mention it on the interview as well, don't they, in the um, in the uh, Picard episode one, where she says, with the Romulan mm. son. Um, I think that's where son. I think that's where it's been directly mentioned. I'm not sure. I can't remember if it's that's mentioned true. in the comic, but but yeah. It's a good point. It is a good point, because they are potentially slightly different points of canon, which are essentially the same thing that are being moulded. And this is where a lot of people are going to be flipping their lid a little bit about <laughs> yeah. canon and changing things. But again, it's like we said in the last episode, it's one of those things that I, for the purposes of story, I can live with it. Yeah. You know, it's not a massive deal. It's the same thing, essentially. Yeah, yeah. If, had, it be, had it been a completely different effect or whatever, I can I can yeah. get it. But it is just a, something going supernova and affecting Romulan. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Romulan sun is going supernova and very soon and they're evacuating these worlds and they happen upon one called well they're directed to one called Uyat Beta where uh, Picard is treated well by the uh, the governor and the Romulans there only to find out there's a slave race called the Uyatis who there are millions of those and the Romulans on the planet are willing to sacrifice all of their lives for getting themselves off onto the verity uh, the few thousand of them that are uh, and Picard says, this will not stand, or something like that. You know, <laughs> the line must be drawn here. No uh, further. <laughs> that's the like first contact reference. And he then like goes all in Star Trek Insurrection, since we're talking about films, and uh, starts to help the Uyati rebels and all this kind of thing. But by the end of the second issue, the governor, Shiara, has managed to uh, take control of the Verity up in space and has sort of stranded Picard... Uh, on the surface, and it looks like all hell is going to break loose on that ship. Uh, and that's where it sort of stands with an entire race who are set to be destroyed um, by this oncoming supernova. So, generally, what did you think, before we talk about the, the bits and bobs in it, Kurt, what did you think about this final issue, generally? Again, it's kind of like, it's it's fairly straightforward. I didn't like the second to last page, but we'll go into that in the Kurt's weekly supplement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which we'll talk about. But um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. I really do find the Tal Shiar and what they're doing really interesting. That's going to be worth a deep dive when we get to there as well, just with what they've done and what the potential ramifications are and, you know, where that leads us going into the into the show, really, because... It seems a bit self-destructive, um, to say the mm. least. But um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was it, it, it flowed quite nicely. Actually, I quite like the flow of it. It, it seemed to um, it's quite a nice, easy read, really. Yeah, I th- I thought it was a bit less, I suppose, propulsive than I imagined it might be mm. in terms of some of the plot mechanics of it, and I think it was it was a bit more talky than I think I expected, maybe. And I think it some of the some of the twists and turns didn't go the way I thought they might go. Yeah. But at the same time, I can completely understand the decisions that were made in this comic to get to where it needed to be, yeah. basically. And I find it um, I find it interesting that they've they've gone to a happy place at the very end as well. I, I thought it would have been a bit more melancholy than that, but they've actually gone to a point where everything is actually happy and it's what happens after this that kind of affects everything. So that, that was an interesting choice in itself. Yeah, he ends on a surprisingly hopeful note, and I think that's the point. It's to try and unsettle you and wrong foot you before we get to the premiere. And I think yeah. it would have. That's one of the reasons why it's a shame it didn't come out earlier for people, because I think you would have been led into a, if, a bit of a false sense of security, especially if you didn't. Yeah. If you'd not seen any of the trailers really for Picard, you didn't know much about the setting. 
you might have thought, actually, yeah, this is this is going to be Picard back on his uh, doing what he does and everything like that, and it's not at all. But when we get to the series, so it's yeah, it's an it's an interesting third issue. So let's pick through it then. Let's talk about it in more detail. The, the first the first page is really interesting though, isn't it? Because it's Picard sort of ruminating on all the experiences he's had, and you get lots of yeah. you get images of him as Locutus and from the inner light and from Chain of Command with there are four lights. Yeah, I, I thought that. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good, yeah. wasn't it? And then first contact with the Borg Queen as well, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I think and I think that because we've seen again going to back to what you said before about seeing this. Kind of like looking at this after the, after Picard's already aired, is that it kind of works in quite well with the saying saying you know he's lived multiple lives and when Daj says, oh, "Have you ever been a stranger to yourself?" and he says many many times, I think yeah. that's really interesting that yeah. they've opened with this page. Yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, because it's sort of making that point that there's lots of instances where he's been transformed, you know, into various different things, whether it's the experience he has in the inner light or becoming Locutus and that harrowing psychological. Subjugation by the Cardassian, yeah, Gulmadred, which most people would never have come back from. <laughs> let's be <laughs> yeah. honest, but you know, you so yeah, it's a really cool, and it's just a fun way, I think, for, to get them to actually be able to draw these yeah. <laughs> these points in Picard's life. But it's very good, and you do get your uh, wish. You do get Alex, Alice Krieg on, on the bog, so we've got the bog queen there. That's true. Is that a clue? Is that a reminder that she's coming back? I wonder. <laughs> that's just going to be your your section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where's the board queen? That's yeah. my, that's my weekly section. <laughs> Although the, uh, the, the other, just on the subject of that, because it comes off the the moment in Picard Remembrance when Data puts down the five queens on the table, there is a lot of speculation that means Q is going to be involved. Yeah, I've heard that as well. But they're also saying that it might not be John Delancey Q, and people were saying that the Q that was in was it Voyager. The female oh, one. Uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah. the fe- Oh, yeah. The, the female cue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the so, same potentially it could be someone like that. That'd be interesting. Although it wouldn't be the same, would it? No. Like if, you've, gotta, if you're going to yeah. have Q, you've got to have John Delancey, surely. And he's still going. He's still like acting and, you know, he's just... He could he, just Q pretending to be older would be fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, Picard, you're looking so, older and be like going, and he's just like, come on, I've joined you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I look old now too now, Picard. Hey, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me in the least. Anyway, he's not in this comic, sadly. No. But but yeah, we're back on Yuyat Beta then, and things don't look very good. Picard and Raffi, 
are captured by by the Romulans and by Zaban, who uh, is one of his eventual carers in remembrance. Uh, but it's a trick. It's a trick to trying to get into the, the Romulan command centre of the colony and uh, sort of sort of put Picard's semi sort of plan in motion, really. But he's he's trying to he's still trying to negotiate ultimately, yeah. even at this point, even when he's kid captured. <laughs> yeah. You know, he says to the Romulan guards. Just very politely, would you mind patching me through to the bridge of the ship you've basically stolen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can talk to the kidnappers. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. <laughs> I, I thought the interesting of use of these native curs was, was quite interesting. The fact, you know, they're saying with the um, Uyatis saying, you know, they're a second, you know, lowest race or or whatever. Just like giving that, that, that kind of view of Romulans looking down at these, uh, these creatures as well, just before we get to... Um, you know the the Zaban and the section where where he does that, and also what you're talking about the typical Picard when he was he just really turns around and goes, "I really was hoping to give diplomacy a chance." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is after Zaban's like gunned the Romulans, yeah. and they. <laughs> it's true. It's it's very very Picardy, isn't it? You yeah. know, he's he's still at that point trying to, you know, talk his way out of situations which he would often do you know on the bridge and things like that and he would reason with people so it's a good it's a good beat yeah but but it's true it's true about the curse thing you know he's for that very that very, and it, it sort of comes back into when when you he's talking to shiara later it's all that the way romulans see other people it's all about conquest it's all about you know subjugation yeah and ultimately they are trying to look after themselves they're trying to protect themselves these isolationist element of the Romulan Empire which is sort of their hand is being forced on that because of the supernova but you know they still part of the, the the big thing that sort of comes out of this comic is they're still resisting this they're still resisting change in a big way changing who they are essentially mm. and that I think will be a theme throughout the whole of the show the whole certainly all the, the first season the idea that the Romulans are still struggling to sort of Change their ways, even though they're the world they had and the light, the you know the, the the empire they had isn't really there anymore. So yeah, it's really um, interesting with the obviously the Tal Shiar element, which we'll speak about later. But the um, you know that that really plays into that that aspect. So yeah, it's it's um, it's it's interesting how it's going to be really interesting when we do get a, the full on kind of because we've only seen Zaban and Laris in the first episode. When we do, when we do get to the point of actually physically, I know Narek as well, but you know that was literally two lines, wasn't it? But um, just how they react and how they are um, in general, the personality um, in in the way that they are, are they, you know, what sort of demeanor are they going to have? Because by by this by the point of the show, they're they're in a very different place than they are here. You yeah. know, they're here, they're still the Romulan Empire. It's still the same thing. They've just got this terrible event that's about you know going to happen really. See, so, yeah, anyway, Picard contacts the Verity. Uh, and Governor Shiana is on there, and she seems quite smug. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's in his ready rooms, quite comfy here in your ready room, and he's um, he's pretty shocked because he he ultimately doesn't think that she's on there. Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't realise it, and he's he's actually trying to contact his crew and and um, you know, discuss with them a, a plan to sort of get out of their situation, and so he's a bit surprised that she's there. Which I mean, that's the thing. I remember saying in the last issue, it's it was a pretty easy the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way she took control of that massive starship. Yeah, only um, it wasn't quite ma- as easy as she thought. So, which is um, which is quite good. Well, really. yeah. Well, he says that, doesn't he? he? Says hijacking a Starfleet vessel is not as easy as you think. Which is kind of almost the writers going, 
yeah, you know, we know it looked like it was piss easy, (laughs) (laughs) but we know it's not, but we needed to get her there for the purposes of this. So it's really just one of those, the the first few pages are really just a back and forth, aren't they, between her and Picard, in that he gets one up on her by transporting her away into captivity when she thinks that she and this is this is the bit I thought this happened all really quite quickly. I, I expected a lot more of the Verity causing problems and a lot more of her maybe doing something to the I don't know what I expected really, yeah. but I thought there would be more than this of her in control of the Verity causing trouble. Yeah. I, I thought there'd be more there'd be more separation. I thought that you know obviously Picard is down on the ground there, but it's just a as you as you said before, it's it's very talky. Um, which I get, mm. I get from a from a Picard's perspective because Picard is naturally very talky. But I expected more, likes of the the fountain, which obviously we don't find anything more about, which is a bit disappointing, but not un- yeah. but not unsurprising. It was one that was my more hope than anything else that they would maybe look into that. But but they they almost forget about the Uyatis though. Yeah, like, I mean, I, they, I don't even think they're in this. Like like no. v- visually, apart apart from the, it's... The, it's just that Kerr's comment, isn't it? It's literally just that comment. Yeah. I think so. There's, there's barely, or there might be a slight mention later on uh, without using their name. But yeah, there's, there's, it's, so they sort of used those for the. And I thought that was a bit of a shame. I, I wanted, you know, and there's a reference later at the end where they, you know, they're going to be evacuated yeah. and everything seems like it's going to be all right. But I don't know. It felt like that we, we there could have been more with that. Had this maybe been a bit of a longer series, had it been more than three issues, yeah. I suppose you could have done a little bit more. That's the thing I think I've got from this. It all seems very fast. Like this, this whole thing, I expected it to be a bit bigger. Yeah, you know, in, in I think it could have done maybe with another couple of issues. Actually, yeah, this story. I think that's probably the way the way that I said before. It seemed to flow, and I think that's probably what it is. It just seems to be you read it and it's done. Where mm. you know it's mm. it's kind of just it just moves. You know, and, it, and yeah. it's perfectly good. But there's that when you start to think about it, like we are now. Um, then you can start to go. Oh, hang on a second, you know. That, you could, yeah. yeah. You could have fleshed out this, or you could have done that a bit more. Yeah, it's true. But obviously, once Shiana's in captivity, it sort of switches to him and Laris and Saban. And, and obviously, by this point, they've they've helped him get to this point, and they've. But they're, they're, this is the first instance of them sort of turning around and saying, "We can't." We can't leave. You know, this, yeah. they, they say this two times. They say well, this. This is our. This is where we're meant to be. We can't leave. We've sort of betrayed. We've gone against. Or what? Well, we think they've both gone against the Tal Shiar at this point. You know, we're we're in love. There's all this. We. This is our home. Yeah. But he, Picard won't really have it. So, he, <laughs> so he's a bit more like, no, you got to come. You got to come. This is in trouble. You're in, you're in danger here. So, so do you, um, do you think because of what Zaban knows that that's. The, half that reason is because they want to just. I mean, it's been relayed that they're they're in love with each other and they want to be together and they kind of just want to stay out of the limelight. Do they still have this belief that it's not going to happen or that that they'll be safe there and they'll just like if they have to die together? But also the fact that that he knows that the minute he steps foot on that spaceship, that he's going to have to choose. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Because obviously we find out Zaban has a mission, yeah. and his mission is to help the destruction of the Verity ultimately, um, and that he Laris isn't involved in that same way, but he is. And I, I, I was, I will be honest, I was a bit surprised by that twist actually, in in a good way, because especially having read this after Remembrance, where in that 
we, we Laris and Zabanna are older and they're Picard's carers on Earth and they're 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 as much human as Romulan by that point. And they've they seem very settled in their middle age. Yeah. And you know, uh, a comfortable couple living in France, you know, it's very nice pastoral life. So it was a bit of a surprise to see the the Zaban character we know from that show as being somebody who, you know, tur- essentially briefly turns. Yeah. Did, did that surprise you then it, as well? It did surprise me? me, yeah. yeah. And I think the preconception is that what you get from a comic is you know, um, you, you, we're developing their characters and we're getting their backstory. But when you see them on the screen, they're kind of like just so um, laid back and, and and kind of chilled out, and you you just don't you can't equate the two. You can't imagine the actor being what he is here, and I think mm. there's a, there's element of that as well. It did surprise me, yeah. you know. Oh, and I, I suppose me. it's to it's sort of again to underscore how far we get to with Picard because he's. When he gets back on the ship, Picard says to his crewman, he says, you know, you did the right thing. You tried to help these people. Don't, you know, don't become suspicious of everyone. Yeah. You know, don't trust your, your instincts on that. And he, little does he realise that Zaban has a trick up his sleeve, really, which is, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, because there is, it, I don't know if it, it, it all moves so fast that I think it it's a difficult one. But yeah. before then... We've got a. Re- I think the most interesting bit, which is the conversation he has with Shiar, Shiana, Shiana, Shiara. I can, can never remember. <laughs> sure. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I keep saying Shiana or Shiara, and I think I'm getting it mixed up. One of them. Anyway, she's in the brig, and I, th- I, I really like, I really like this because it really sort of establishes the two very clearly the two points of view. Picard is all about, and it ties into what he says in. Um, remembrance because he says this is about saving as many lives as i can yeah. and obviously he says that brilliant line doesn't he about lives not human lives or federation lives lives yeah it, romulan lives um, it was, wasn't it wasn't it? it was like but the romulan lives no lives no lives and this is the way he sees it whereas the romulans just believe that this is all a trick you know she says um every romulan world you evacuate is just another piece of the empire you chip away the federation cloaks itself in charity the better to ensure conquest so she still is, and she seems to be indicative of quite a few other Romulans potentially, who just don't trust the Federation. Yeah. After, but also as well, all it's, these years. it's the, the the one comment that I came, I particularly jumped out at me was when she says, "You think you've won," and he says, "It's not about winning or losing; it's about lives." So he's coming in from almost like a yeah. humanist point of view, where yeah, yeah. where yeah. you know you, you don't you don't have to look far with with. Um, looking in the world today where people use absolutes, you know, we've won this or it's this or it's that. It's very yeah, black and white. Yeah. And I think that it's really interesting the two angles that they're coming from, like you say, because he's looking at it from a from a like a protective and, you know, we need to rescue these many people, but they're just looking at it as like a, a game or or the fact that, you know, we've got this is this is my dead sir um opinion, I have to win this. And it's really yeah. interesting that. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Because that's how they see things. You know, yeah. in all, all the kind of episodes that Picard would face off against Romulans in, you know, Next Gen, like the Defector or the Enemy or those kind of things, they'd always it'd always be like a chess match, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's always like what they're trying to suss out the each other's motives, and and it would always be it would frequently be very urbane. It would be very sort of p- p- diplomatically polite with these layers of threat, and that's the very Romulan way of doing things. But yeah, it's proof that they still. They're still in that mindset, and 
and as he says, if conquest was our goal, we'd only need to wait for the supernova to cripple your emperor. And they, he's right, you know, they, by doing nothing, they are a bit, and, and ultimately that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. The Federation does turn away, and it does decide not to help. Oh yeah, that's a good point. And <laughs> and yeah, whereas and that and that that in itself probably has has made them a lot of enemies in the the Romulans that survived yeah. because I mean, and it was interesting. Somebody made the on Twitter on Twitter made the great point that this explains why Nero in Star Trek 09 was so angry mm. and because because he lived through all this he lived through the the federation withdrawal before the sun goes supernova and he says he says in that film when he when he's talking to Kirk and Spark in that alternate reality he says you know your federation did nothing and yeah, I was thinking true. yes he does yeah. he does and I, don't, I think this is one of the ways where having like Alex Kurtzman as that continuing sort of tether, he, I, sus, I suspect he's looked back at that. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Film and gun. Well, there, this, this sort of ties into Nero's mania, you know, and why he was so angry and so determined to strike back against the Federation because... They didn't. They didn't help in the end. That just makes. Um, no, I mean, I like O nine anyway. I like Star Trek O nine anyway. Yeah. But I think that watching that back's going to only improve on that now. <laughs> yeah. So Doesn't that tie it in yeah. really well? Yeah. Like I, I, I thought that was great when I read that. So of course that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, Picard is he's trying to make that point, but she won't have it. But I really like that scene. It was brief, but it, it sort of establishes the two uh, points. But then obviously. They're not out of the woods yet because then a Romulan ship decloaks and it's the Tal Shah. Yeah. And that's where you find out Zaban has been in league with them. And it's, it's, it, again, at first it's a bit, it's a bit of a, a chess match because you know Picard understands that there's two Tal Shah agents here and he thinks they've come for them. He thinks they've come to collect Laris and Zaban yeah. after everything that's happened. And they call them Agents Noctis and Avem. And I like the fact you never see the Tal Shiar either. You just hear them. You don't yeah. see any Romulan faces or anything. They're just this shadowy group on a on a prey, on a bird of prey or whatever. But this is how yeah. this is how sad I was though. I instantly when I saw Agents Noctis and Avem, I was like, "What could that be? What could what? How, how can we rearrange the letters there to make it work?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think did there you, is. Did anything. you succeed? I didn't. I didn't succeed. No. Uh, apart- I wonder if they're Latin words. Maybe. Yeah. That might. That might be um, a very good point. Yeah. I don't know. As we talk, I'm going to do a quick Google search. But because Noctis sounds to me like it's a Latin word, but I mean it might not be really. No- Noctis means night in Latin, right? Actually, okay. Um, oh, well, I suppose that's no- thematically right, then, isn't it? Night because supernova's going. Well, eventually it will die, and you know it'll take millions of years for it to eventually die. You die, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is a bit of irony though in the description of the character behind the name, the masculine name. Noctis is a person who is very dominant and caring. This is the bit he always expresses himself very directly, and he's a loyal person who will never lie to you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe that was a little bit of a, an in joke almost to have. And the name Avem 
He's uh, uh, he's known as a type of bird. I think it's in the Philippines. I think that's reaching. I don't think that's been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's just a coincidence. Yeah, that, that means yeah. not that's that's not deep diving. That's literally just going to the end of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we're reading too much into yeah. it. But yeah, anyway, uh, Zaban is now in control of the ship because he has the uh, other side of the code that Shiana used to uh, compromise the systems, and she was in on it. How did, uh, without knowing, how, how did he get hold of that? Well, it's hard to say, isn't it? Actually, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I just jump to me saying it's not uh, easy to break the ship, but then two people—one for the Talshia and Shania, or whatever she's called, Shania—I'm just going to call her Shania. Shania, um, <laughs> Shania Twain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what came into mind. Um, just call her that now. Yeah, um, the, the fact that those two have got half of the codes each—it just seemed a bit. I don't know. Oh, anyway. Yeah, it's just a, mm. it's just a hole. It's it puts a, 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 a spoke in the wheels with, you know, but his relationship. Because Picard says, you know, instead of a frontal attack, you earn my trust. How very Romulan of you! It's almost a wonder that he even trusts Zabana at all after this, and that he, he he's a like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's surprising, really. Picard of old wouldn't have done that. I think he would have been, you know, uh, like, so angry. Like the uh, the goal set um, scene with um, in ten foot, not in ten foot, in the the um, the boardroom. When he when he when he just turns his chair, yeah, he's been more yeah, like that, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, I can yeah. imagine him doing that more than anything else. Turns his back, yeah. All all that that how angry he was at Ro Laren when she defects to the marquee, yeah. as well, yeah, in preemptive strike because he was really upset about that. And sadly, the Star Trek's never given. Although it's not too late, Star Trek's never given a sort of a um, you know, a, a follow up to that really because you never saw Ro again technically. Although, you know, Michelle Forbes is still out there, still doing her stuff, you know. Yeah. Bring, seen, bring Ro Laren back. Yeah, I've seen her in something recently. I can't remember what it was. Treadstone. Was it Treadstone? Might be Treadstone. Oh, it might have been, yeah. She was in Treadstone. Right. It, this is me saying now, bring bring back Ro Laren, because she was a cool character. It'd be great to see her again in this new century older. But anyway, yeah, so it's a difficult one, because Zaban is supposed to now destroy the Verity, because the plan is the Telshiar have been in wait through various colony worlds, while the Verity's been doing its thing and waiting for the time to strike to destroy the Verity, presumably to prevent this rescue attempt, you know, and to sort of sabotage the Federation's efforts because they don't trust them. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny because Zaban very quickly then is not a bad guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, no, no, for no, a wait, brief wait, second, wait, it's no, like... No, I, I didn't finish, I didn't finish. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hang on, hang on. I know it looks bad, but wait for it. Here comes a Romulan Warbirds, <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like there's a bit of a a, a bit of a plan in place. See, I, I was a bit unless I missed something. I was a bit confused here. Did Picard? Did Zaban bring Picard in on this beforehand? Because it seems like he says, you know, Picard says, "Ah, oh, Commander Vinex, good to see you again." Um, although I was rather hoping you'd arrive earlier this time. So, well, what does he say? He says he returned to the Ver team. He sent a message apprising. No, I don't think he did because he he talks about how. He sent a message apprising the Senate of the events at the colony when he got back on the ship. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think. I don't think he was in on it. I think it was just he told the Romulans what was going on, and then by some luck, really, they've got here. Yeah, just in time. I think. So, but that's the thing with Zaban. Is it? Is it that he was going to do it, or I, I, had he changed his mind then? I. I. I think he's. I think he's changed because he cause he does say later on, doesn't he? That, and this is the thing I was going to pick up. I think it's probably a good time to pick it up because it because the the comment after 
um, he's saying about the return to rarity prize in the Senate, the colony was the Tal Shiar is operating outside the purview of the Senate, which then leads us to the the whole Mars equation, whether or not the Tal because the the thing about the Tal Shiar, they're saying effectively that the Federation are just giving us all this propaganda to mm. make us weaken our defences. And then Zaban's talking about that he wants to say he wants to do what Picard's doing and save lives. But what he's realised is the Tal Shiar aren't saving lives. They're, they're, they're just blinded by their natural um, conspiracy theories and and, yeah. the pro- and what they believe that the, uh, the Federation are doing. They're actually trying to weaken the Romulans. But obviously, as I said before, it's, you know, it's literally... That's going to all fail because what is what is happening is actually happening. So I think he's mm. changed his mind because I think he's realised that he's that they're not messing around here. It is something is going to happen. He, he sort of says, doesn't he? Yeah, he talks about how he didn't believe the supernova at first. He thought it was just random and it wasn't really going to be a problem. And again, that's that ties into, I suppose, and we mentioned this in the previous episode, but this idea that uh, of a sudden climate event that. You know, you know, people don't necessarily think he's going to... I mean, I, I really get the feeling with all the climate change problems we're having right now, a lot of people are still thinking, it won't happen. Yeah. We'll be fine. It's all... You know, and and they're not prepared for the fact, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. like, eventually, something terrible is really going to happen. Like, you're going to have a complete, like, flood zone, or you're going to have, you know, something really bad, or you're going to run out of food and all this kind of thing. So I think with this, it's a similar sort of thing in that the Romulans went, nah, yeah. it won't be as bad as it looks. And then suddenly... He realizes, well, actually, yeah, <laughs> like, like this is going to destroy us all if we don't if we don't get out of here and we don't accept that the Federation are trying to help us. Yeah, and he and he and he says it's because of Laris. Really, it's Laris who sort of made him realize that the Tal Shiar's plotting wasn't the way forward. Yeah, really. yeah, and it's it's just the um, and and he, like we're saying with the whole climate change thing that the people, governments, and and what have you have all said, oh, we've, we're doing well, we can to reduce it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then you've got this whole um, now, I mean, the climate movement's been going on for years, but obviously there's, it's been a big thing over the last year or so, and obviously Greta Thunberg's been a massive part of that. But but it's the, it's the fact that people aren't necessarily listening. I mean, listen to like the Australia incident with the fires, mm-hmm. where the president was just wasn't having it. He was, he was still saying, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. the, they're burning, uh, and he saw it's a yearly thing. It's just a freak event and stuff. He just wasn't having it that the coal mining that they do in Australia will have an effect on the climate. He just wasn't accepting it. And I think that that kind of the Tal Shiar is that, that kind of vehicle to to really look into that. Yeah, I think you're right because the whole thing about you know the pre, the, you know, the governments and all these kind of thing in some of these countries not accepting. You know, I mean, obviously America's the same. Yeah. Not accepting these these things is because there's a lot of money and there's a lot of lobbyists and there's a lot of companies involved. That if they, if they're honest about it and they face up to it, even though they've probably got tons of scientists saying no, it's real, yeah. like do something about it, then they 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 cause a lot of people a lot of financial problems and they have to change a lot of their power systems. And I think if you if you think of that in terms of the Romulans, the Tal Shiar are probably aware that actually if this supernova is real, then we're in serious danger of losing our status in the quadrant, yeah. of losing our power base, of our entire civilization being reduced to a smaller state. Again, it's a little bit of the whole, 
you know, Russian sort of state kind of apparatus after Chernobyl and these kind yeah. of fall of the Cold War in that they they were afraid of all these things that were etching away at them and decaying the system because they, they knew that they were sort of a dying superpower. And I think it's a little bit like that with Romulus now. You know, at this point, they they know that things have got to change and they're resisting it and they're just seeing the Tal Shiar are... You know, he says, doesn't he? He says... Um, Zaban says, a Tal Shiar agent's foremost duty is to protect the citizens of the Romulan Empire, citizens whose number grows with every new world colonised, every new native species conquered. So it's that whole idea that maybe their entire way of life is going to have to change because they're not going to be this vast interstellar empire with them yeah. if, they're, if their planets are just, you know? Yeah. So I think the Tal Shiar are trying to cling on to a system that is dying and they, they won't accept it. Yeah, definitely. But then Zaban will because of Picard and because of the strength of Picard's argument. Yeah, and, it, and he's, 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 ter- he's turned onto that and then obviously he then says, you know, and it wasn't for this woman here, effectively. I don't know where that, I can't see it on my thing at the moment, but I thank, I, I thank the woman who opened them. It says, ironic then that my eyes will be open while embedded on that mission. I thank the woman who opened them. And then she goes, Zaban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then thanks. let's get married on a vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 let's just there's a elope to france yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's it that, that, and that's one of the reasons i think that picard probably does forgive him ultimately because he knows deep down that his moral compass and his belief in what is true and honest was there all along even though he planned with the tal shiar when the crook when push came to shove he couldn't do it you know he couldn't just go along with this and he, he had he had he fell in love with a woman who helped him see the light. He he met Picard, and he's he you know he sees in Picard somebody who's willing to stand up for not just his own people but others. Picard epitomizes what the Federation's supposed to be, and that's why it really is sharply wrought, isn't it? In remembrance, when Picard turns around and says, "You know, they weren't Starfleet. It's not what we are." And this 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 whole comic to me has seemed like trying to remind everyone and establish what's what yeah. Starfleet are supposed to be. Yeah. Before it all. He's gone. Yeah, you know? oh, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt, because it's just the way the way, especially with the way that it ends, and the you know this one probably we've had it in the past two episodes in the past two issues, but this one for me it seems to be the most Picard that it's really pushing that because there's, there's mm. a lot of like phrases I'll say you know, like like the Lieutenant Newton when he comes in saying you know you've got to trust these people. Um, we, when he talks to um, when he talks to Sh- Shania Twain, um, <laughs> I've just got to call her Shania Twain. Um, when yeah. she talks to him, it, it seems to be really pushing that that um, that message across that you know that this this is what Starfleet is about. And not, and when we come mm. to Picard, it's um, it's completely changed. When that that interview, which is obviously one of the best moments of that episode, so that's it. It, it ends with you know things all seem to be quite well. You know the Tal Shiar bugger off because they know their backs in the corner yeah smart enough to know the numbers were not in their favor as picard puts it far more elegantly than i have um, <laughs> yeah. so it is it is shiana it is shiana yeah. oh, well, there you go. shania shiara which <laughs> yeah. uh she then she's she's in the nick with commander vinix the colony's okay they're gonna get um they're gonna get the uyartis off but rafi warns that the tel shiar is still out there they're still going to be doing this they're still going to be trying to sabotage their mission um, but as Picard says, they've lost the advantage of surprise. Yeah, right. Which is which is the point, really. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little reminder as well that Raffi calls him JL. Yes, which I think we'll we'll see in the in the show when she turns up. I think she's in it from Maps and Legends. I believe she comes into it in the next episode. Yeah, well, the, the, the um, three episodes I think are the ones where he gets the crew together, isn't it? So it's either going to be the second yeah. or third. I've not looked too much into it. I've yeah. tried to 
Try to keep away from any many spoilers from that point of view. I'm largely guessing there, yeah. but I think I think she's in it soon. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to be the first only... person that you would go to. So. Yeah, uh, although it's from what I've heard in the um, pre-release material, they they had a falling out at some point. So, but that doesn't happen here because Raffi doesn't have a lot to do in this. Admittedly, that's the only in that yeah. this final issue. She's she's sort of standing next to him, but she doesn't really have a lot to say. And I th- I thought you might get more on their relationship a little bit in this. This, this series and it, it sets it up it establishes that they worked together for a long time and they had a good dynamic but um yeah but other than it's that, sort of left a little yeah, bit it's, it's kind of just just a set almost like a set plate isn't it it's not really added anything yeah to it. but it, but reading this though you'll you'll when you see them reunite in the future it will give you a little bit of an extra kind of ah oh, it's roughly yeah because we've met her already so it's quite nice to, if you've read this comic before you watch the the first time we see her in Picard because she won't be a complete stranger which is quite yeah. cool but yeah and this is where it sort of ends with Picard sort of insisting that Laris and Saban come with him you know and they're they're still refusing to go anywhere that you know he says you know come with me I'll put you on another planet where it's safe and then they're making the point that you know we can't go anywhere we've betrayed the Talshiar they'll come after them kind of thing yeah yeah they'll we'll come after us although that makes me think well why would you stay here because they know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. What are you going to do? Hide in the cave under the fountain? Yeah, um, nice place but, to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad, is it? And that's basically where he says, I do know a place. It's as secure a location as I can imagine. Um, you're welcome to stay there as long as you wish. I do wonder if he thought at the time they'd be there for 15 years. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, when you say to a friend, hey, come stay at mine. You know, if you need a place to stay, yeah, come. You know, I don't think you think they're going to be there in nearly two decades. <laughs> <laughs> You know? yeah. You're expecting maybe a couple of weeks. <laughs> Go and find yourself a new place. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're on Earth. They've got an entire planet. They could go and live anywhere. You know, but they could go and live in Italy if they really want to get in touch with the Romulan kind of Roman yeah. things. But um, no, they decide to stick around. It's quite helpful though because you know in these dotage, they uh, they become very helpful. And he says, "Are you still interested in winemaking?" So that's a nice little wink, eh? wink, wink. Eh? They're going to Chateau Picard, guys. But no, I th- I think it does a good job of establishing that relationship with those two. So by the time you you watch Remembrance, you've got a little bit of backstory there and a little yeah. bit of. It's been really interesting because you know, I, I mentioned this in our, at the beginning of our journey that I I'm not a huge ex, you know having extra footage and things like that. I did it with the, the webisodes like we mentioned. There's lost missing pieces and there was and the Battlestar Galactica webisodes and things like that. But I wasn't really. I struggle, especially with, with Trek, because there's so much of it, of external novels and, and, and comics and stuff like that. I didn't read the old nine comic. But doing it doing it this way it, it has really been really interesting because on Twitter, it's been like, who are these two Romulans? And the, the people, people have been asking, are the Romulans, are the Vulcans? Or, you know, is it, are they, what, 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 what about his, um, his mm. butler and things like that? So it's been really mm. nice just to, just to like sit there and go, Ah, those two are all right, you know. They've had a bit of adventure, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so it has been yeah, really yeah. nice from that point of view that, you know, it's something that I potentially might not have done that um, that has given me that, that little bit of bonus. I mean, obviously, the likes of The Matrix had a game as well, which I used to play, but um, just having that little bit more information, especially if it's considered canon, then um, then that really helps to uh, just to em- embellish the story as such. And I, th- I think that's the that's one of the good things about the the way they're structuring this universe now. In that you you're getting a lot of that from this time material. You're getting it from these comics. You're getting it from books. Yeah. You know they've done a lot of work on that with Discovery. You know fleshing yeah. out areas of that show. Because I think I think Bayer's been the main 
kind of um, person like because I don't think she's she's on Discovery, yeah. but she's only as a consultant, I think, isn't she? Mm. Whereas this one, she's mm. been fully yeah. involved in, and I think that much more involved. Yeah, and as you say, with Alex Kirkman yeah. having having the um, the overarching thing, I think she's probably been the most important person to to mm. knit all this together. It sounds like it sounds like she's been she has actually, and she's got a working knowledge of a lot of the comic and the the tie into a novel lore and that kind of thing. And and you know, the way the way I've heard them all talk about it, you know, I've been at panels with people like Una McCormack, who hopefully we're gonna get on this show actually to talk about her novel, the uh Star Trek Picard novel coming soon. Uh, and James Swallow who write a lot of these novels and people like that. And they you know they talk about how they 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 swap emails with Kirsten Beyer and people involved in not necessarily Alex Kurtzman and people like that, but people involved in CBS and all this. And they've got a whole network where they, they talk about plots and they share scripts and, and and these this isn't just script writers, this is novelists, this is comic book writers, and they all sort of share all information. And it's great because you can you can see it working. You can see how they you know they're connecting the dots with all these things, and you don't have to have read Countdown to enjoy Star Trek Picard no, by any means. No. You know you really don't, but it just adds a little bit of an extra layer, and that's they didn't, and that's what you get when you try and connect up a universe. And there'll be some things that don't quite fit, or there might be certain things that stick out, but by and large, this comic series has been pretty successful in that. Yeah, well, I, th- I think um, my trepidation was because there was. Do people consider this canon? Where do we even start? That 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 for me is the hardest yeah. thing for for Star Trek, especially because there's so much of it. I think the only book that I've actually read is um, Death in Winter, which was a post nemesis one. Mm. Yeah. Whereas good book, that. yeah, yeah, good I book. enjoyed it. But the um, having this this feel because it feels like it's all in universe and in canon, and they've, they've got the head around it. it did, mm. And obviously, you know, doing this podcast and stuff, it's it's giving that feel of like, well, yeah, everything's connecting. You know, if there was a computer game yeah. that you know, had her name on it, it'd probably be like, right, I'll go and get that game because I know it'd be, yeah, in, yeah, you know, yeah. I know it'd be in there and there'd be little hidden gems and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's Definitely. the it's the yeah. knowledge and the confidence of knowing that it's actually involved and it's actually been thought about, which I think is mm. is really good for this. It is really good. It, there's a discussion to be had actually on on now on that canon stuff because anything post Nemesis that was written that isn't. Uh, a tie-in novel to all this stuff is probably not canon now, sadly. You know, there's there's ton there's ton of stuff. There's a ton of amazing stuff that they've done, but all that now is is a bit AU now, which is which is fine. You know, that's okay. It's still there. It's still really easy to enjoy. You know, yeah. Trek, Trek Universe has multiple timelines, so it's fine. Yeah. It's all great. But in terms of this one prime timeline, it's probably not quite there now. But what we might mean is we get lots of other novels that tie in and do all these things and, yeah. you know, who knows? The sky's the limit, really. Anyway, let's get to our final scene, which uh, is time for our uh, regular segment, What's Happened to Geordie? Um, it, he's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is good where he is at the moment. <laughs> Everything is good. Because um, the final scene is on Mars, where we get a brief scene. Interestingly, a, a, a very clear shot of Geordie with data. Yeah. You know, a, an old photo from the old TNG days. And yeah, he uh, he's talking to Picard about how hey, things are going. It's just a little catch up, really. But it's a very small scene. But he's it's all about him saying, "Oh, things are great, Geordie. Yeah, things are really good. Yeah. Um, it, the future is bright, very bright indeed." It places Geordie um, at Mars when they're coming back. That's my concern. Right. So this is <laughs> ominous, isn't it? Because of what we- <laughs> you tell me, because you're worried about Geordie. So why why is this ominous? Because I think that the Armada will. Um, because I think that the Tal Shiar are behind the um, synths 
that the Tal Shiar. Yeah, that's the theory. That's our theory, isn't yeah. it? That the Tal Shiar. Yeah. That potentially the Tal Shiar are on that Borg cube and have potentially and used the technology that they may have done. Well, whether or not Sodji's involved or not, and because has she been activated? Is she? Is she like being turned or anything like that at all? Is that aspect to it potentially? I know. Well, we don't know, but the way that the trailers look like, it looks like she gets involved in some somehow with Picard. But but placing this armada where ten thousand ferries are dist- uh, well, most of the ten thousand ferries are destroyed. The rogue since are turned. The Tal Shiar don't believe the Federation are doing this out for the good of their hearts, and yeah. then there's no surprise. It, it just everything is pointing towards the Tal Shiar in uh, doing something with these synths. And yeah, potentially um, destroying Utopia Planitia, which, which of course is where Jordy is. So I'm not saying he hasn't survived. I'm not saying he, can, he might not have survived, but it's, but it's put him in in that area at the time when things are going to happen. He's in the danger zone, yeah. isn't he? I, I think I think it, it, it's a good scene because it is quite ominous. If you if you know, see what's interesting is that by this point you've re- you've read this comic. Even if this has come out before Picard's first episode, there's a good chance you've seen Children of Mars. Yeah. So you know that Mars is in trouble. So there's an ominous sense to this, that everything seems rosy, but there's going to be some something terrible happen very, very soon. Yeah. And then Remembrance obviously clarifies Utopia Planitia was destroyed, Mars, you know, all these deaths as we talked about. So it's, again, setting it up for, oh, cool, things are good, things are good, hey! and then, no, actually. So whether or not Georgie's dead, I mean, we were talking on Twitter, weren't we? And um, I think Dr. Trek himself, Larry Nemechek, Mention said that he didn't. He agreed that he didn't think that Geordie would be killed off screen. Yeah. And I am inclined to believe that. Really, I think it'd be a wasted opportunity not to have Levar Burton back. And so, I think whether or not we'll get any clarification on this that he he made it before we see him in Picard, which I still think we will this season. Even though they, they've come out and said that we're not going to see Geordie, we're not going to see Worf, we're not going to see Bev. Yeah. I don't believe them. <laughs> I can't. I, I just think that he's been. T- I mean, I know we're going off this comic, but just by placing him on there, we are going to see that yeah, attack. We've exactly they, they've put a lot into those those scenes. Children of Mars, you yeah. know, they've used the scene footage for there. There is an element of a trailer that I've seen where we see the mm. stints on what looks like on um, on Mars. So yeah, so we're going to get more of yeah, that. So there's yeah. got to be something, I, and I know we we've we've suggested that it might be on view screen or something because that way you can do it anywhere mm. in the world so you don't need yeah. to be spotted do you so and no. his eyes and that will be um, easily done in post yeah yeah we'll see we'll see but yeah it leaves us in a very interesting position for the uh, the start of Picard so yeah that's that's countdown that's countdown all Woo-hoo! done we recommend if you yeah yeah if you haven't read this comic well, A, what have you been doing listening to these podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? But if you haven't, um, do go and read them anyway, because they are good and support the the whole new Trekkie-verse that's going on. But yeah, it's been fun to pick through them. And I dare say there'll be more, to be honest. I think, yeah, I think you'll get another run of comics. You'll get various different ones. They tend to do these short chunk miniseries now around you with discovery you get various different things that sort of connect dots mm. so you may well find you'll get some prequel stuff you may well find you'll get something that happens between seasons one and two of yeah. uh, of picard so i don't think this will be the last comic for, for this show out this year no. to be honest at all nothing's been announced but i don't think i think there'll be more down the road and we shall follow that up we will we'll be back yeah so you'll be back sooner 
talking about maps and legends will be. very soon within a matter of days. So until then, Kurt, where can people check out what you do? You can find me online on Twitter at R Muldrake. That's R M U L D R A K E. Awesome. And yeah, I'll be back for episode three of Picard just in just over a week's time. But until then, look me up at AJ Black Writer on Twitter. Um, make sure you check out this podcast at Jean Luc Poddard. Um, and give us a follow, you know, uh, talk to us about the show, tell us what you've liked, tell us what you didn't. And if you can give us a rating and review, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, thank you to those who have, but that'd be amazing on Apple Podcasts if you could do that, if you enjoy the show. Um, help us get a bit, a bit better known out there. And remember, we're on the We Made This Podcast Network at We Made This Pod. And if you go to www.wemadethispod.com for loads of other really cool podcasts um, about TV, film, popular culture, and more. So, uh, yeah. We'll be back very soon. So until then, fire up the warp drive and engage. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.